Hello everyone, my name is Evan Macknick and welcome to the Happy Monday Podcast, the podcast where we pick some uplifting stories that you may have missed from the previous week. A new episode drops every Monday so that you can start your week on a good note. On this episode, a college student receives a big helping hand from a complete stranger, a billboard is clogging up a man's phone, and a stray dog climbs the Himalayas. Before we get started today, I wanted to say a bit about the recent shooting in New Zealand. It's awful what happened, and events like this make it difficult to do a podcast like this one. But it also makes it that much more important to me. There's a lot of bad news, and it's easy to let that bring you down. I really hope that these stories help to make people remember that there's still a lot of good in this world, as well as so many people doing amazing things. Keep your head up, and please share this podcast to brighten the days of other people. For our first story, in the summer of 2017, Jersey City High School student Dylan Chittick was homeless and trying to study while staying in a shelter. He also has twin brothers with heart conditions that need medical care. Despite the obstacles he faced, he recently was accepted to 17 colleges after many late nights of studying for the SATs, making sure that he would be the first person in his family to go to college. He's currently waiting to hear back from his first choice the College of New Jersey, where he ultimately plans to pursue a career as a lawyer. Kenzie's Closet is a nonprofit in Cincinnati that was started in 2006 as a way to help girls in need look amazing on prom night. They send out 300 packets each year, and the girls that meet the requirements get to go in and have a personal shopper pick out a beautiful prom dress. The shoppers love seeing the girls light up when they find that perfect dress. Kathy McDonald, the executive director, says she dressed a girl last week who was really shy and reserved, and you could physically watch her bloom. Her posture changed, she smiled, and twirled in the dress. The closet has over 1,000 dresses in all sizes, shoes, and accessories, and they are always looking for donations. At a California car dealership, a random stranger helped a struggling college student in a big way. Dan LaGuardia went into the dealership planning to trade in his 2005 Scion for a new car. While he was there, he heard Kayla Cooper crying as she left the dealership. Cooper needed a new car but didn't have the down payment and wasn't sure how she'd be able to make it to class otherwise. LaGuardia asked a salesperson to call her and let her know that he had a car for her, no strings attached. Cooper couldn't believe it and is staying in touch with LaGuardia because he was such a nice thing of him to do. When asked, LaGuardia said, I have been in situations where a little hand up would have been nice. I just figured it was me being what I wanted in my life. During the three years that Amy Jandersevitz worked as a pediatric hospital social worker, she often used dolls to show children what would happen during their surgeries or treatment. The dolls also help children act out their emotions and feel more secure. But there was one part of it that bothered Jander Sevitz. While young patients at the hospital were often facing amputations, had severe skin burns, or had lost their hair to chemotherapy treatments, the dolls she handed to the children always had all their limbs, plus flawless skin and shiny thick hair. What about the girl with limb or hand differences, or the boy with a large birthmark on his face? Jander Sevitz asked. It was always in the back of my mind that they deserved to have a doll that looked like them. In 2015, 
about 14 years after leaving her job at California's Long Beach Memorial Hospital, Jondra Sevitz put her idea into motion. When a friend asked if she'd create a doll for her 10-year-old daughter, who identifies as a boy, Jondra Sevitz made her doll with short green hair and a Ninja Turtle jumper, and the friend put a photo of it on her Facebook page. As Jondra Sevitz looked through the comments on the page, she saw a message from a woman hoping to find a doll for her daughter, who'd recently had her leg amputated. Jondra Sevitz contacted the woman just before Christmas in 2015, learned some details about her daughter, and made her a doll with one shortened leg. After that, she was motivated to start A Doll Like Me, creating cloth dolls for children with physical differences. With her dolls, she says she's hoping to change narrative for these children to make them feel less different, more included. Somebody loves them as much as I love my kids, she said, and somebody wants the people to see the same beauty in their children that they do. A birthday billboard along the Black Horse Pike in Atlantic City is getting a lot of attention. The man you see on it can thank his sons for the gift, which just keeps on giving. Michael and his brother, Christopher Ferry, are in Florida and their dad is in Linwood, New Jersey. So this year, they decided to enlist a little help wishing him a happy birthday. Thursday morning, I got a text that said, Happy birthday! And I said, Who's this? Chris said, Nick. Nick who? Oh, you don't know me. How do you know it's my birthday? I read it on a billboard. Between texts, calls, and messages online, he's received thousands of birthday wishes and even gets recognized when he goes out. Michael says, Growing up, his dad spent countless hours taking him and his brother, Chris, to hockey tournaments. Eating out, they would tell servers it was their dad's birthday to make a fuss, so this was a natural extension of the prank. Clogging up his phone is an inconvenience, but overall, Chris has been blown away by the kindness of strangers. It's nice that people take the time out, Chris said. It's a cool story, and I'm right in the middle of it, so I love it. Illness wears many faces, and that especially rings true for this New Mexico woman who dresses up as a pop culture icon to stay positive during her battle against breast cancer. Bethany Pendergrass, who was diagnosed in May 2018, is the woman behind Marge Simpson, Mrs. Doubtfire, Mia Wallace, and even Miss Piggy. But it all started with Maria from The Sound of Music, who was brought to life when a friend said she resembled a lovable character when she shaved her head following her first chemo treatment. I had a friend tell me, Oh gosh, you look like Maria from Sound of Music. So as a joke, I put my picture next to Maria's picture and sent it to my friend. I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to recreate these pictures each week and tie it to my experience, and that's going to be my journal. One week, she dresses Charlie Chaplin, inspired by his song Smile, which she said helped her keep her spirits up during the battle. I just want people to remember, if you can smile at the end of the day, if you can get through it, she said, things can look better, and that's my purpose behind it. Just reminding myself that it's going to be okay, and there's better times ahead. She's currently on her second round of chemotherapy, and slated to do radiation therapy later this year. The Irish Postal Service is launching an ingenious nationwide program that will give thousands of homeless people a new foothold towards getting off the streets. Earlier this week, Anne Post announced that they will be rolling out their new address point service, which will allow homeless people to use their local post office as a fixed address. Fixed addresses proved to be a major roadblock for homeless people seeking to open a bank account, arrange medical appointments, apply for jobs, or correspond with school services. 
Thankfully, Anpost will now be working with various homeless charities and organizations to coordinate the new service so that it will launch sometime within the next few weeks. This will provide a service for many people who are in contemporary accommodation who need a secure mailing address to receive posts such as school correspondence, medical appointments, or to apply for a job, a postal representative said. We will be working with a number of service providers and homeless charities on a nationwide basis. Graham Jaron and his wife Caroline grow thousands of potatoes to sell to supermarkets every year. But a huge amount of their misshapen spuds, which don't meet the supermarket standard, often end up going to waste. And so the creative couple decided to start using the ugly crops to make vodka from their Ogilvy farm, making it Scotland's first potato vodka distillery. We grow potatoes for supermarkets, but you would be surprised at the high demand for evenly shaped potatoes, says 38-year-old Graham. Before they are sent away, we look at them and take out all the wonky ones. By that, I mean the ones that are either too small or too big. Ogilvy Vodka is now preparing to open the doors to its new $191,000 visitor center near Four Far Angus, and Graham hopes the experience will become a must-see for spirits lovers. A stray dog joined a mountaineering expedition and followed the participants to the top of a 23,389-foot Himalayan peak. The dog, named Mara, became the first dog to reach the summit of Barunsi in Nepal's Himalayas, located just south of Mount Everest. Other than a brief human-aided zipline down a short section of fixed line, Mara made the ascent completely unsupported. Mara is believed to be a cross between a Tibetan Mastiff and a Himalayan Sheepdog, and she possesses an extraordinary level of confidence. Ten days into the expedition, she passed dozens of climbers on the way up, all of whom could have been persuaded to give her food or attention, then crossed a glacier and beelined it for a climber named Don Wargowski. Mara became Wargowski's tent partner for the next three weeks. Kaji Sherpa, the expedition's base camp manager, ended up adopting Mira after the expedition. Sherpa renamed her Baru after Barunsi and says she put back all the weight lost from the climb and is happy and well-fed. And finally, a dented penny, which saved the life of a British soldier by deflecting an enemy bullet during World War I, has come to light after 100 years. Private John Trickett kept the penny in the top breast pocket of his soldier's uniform as a poignant reminder of home during the conflict. And it proved to be his lucky coin when it took the impact of a German bullet on a French battlefield in 1914. An enemy soldier had aimed his weapon at Private Trickett's heart, but the penny deflected the danger and ultimately saved his life. It was kept by the serviceman as a reminder of how he stared death in the eye during the war, which claimed 10 million soldiers' lives, including those of his two brothers. The bent penny, which was minted in 1889 and passed down through his family for generations, is now set to be sold at auction. Military expert Adrian Stevenson, who found the coin, said, It looks to me like a pistol bullet hit the penny at close range. The penny is a poignant reminder of the fine line between life and death, particularly in wartime. That does it for this episode of the Happy Monday Podcast. You can find the links for this episode in the description. I'd like to thank our ecstatic level patron, John Macknick, and our top patron, Rich Macknick. If you like what you heard and want to join them, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash happymonday or on our anchor page. If you can't contribute financially, please rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. You can get in touch on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or if you have a story that would be good for a future episode, 
send an email to happymondaypodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can leave a voice message on the Anchor page, anchor.fm slash happymondaypodcast. Thank you for listening, and here's the Happy Monday quote of the week from Jonas Salk. Our greatest responsibility is to be good ancestors. <laughs>